0: You are listening to The
1: Thundercling Podcast. (laughs) Just rippling abs. How are we going to get fucking sponsored by these guys if we can't even get the name right?
2: Did you say you're doing wrestling moves?
1: Oh God, I'm bleeding. Jason Cale was walking around on stilts. It was fucked up. My name is Dave. Hey, it's Phoebe. And you're listening to the
0: Thundercling Podcast. We stopped doing that, but that's okay. Ah. We're do a little we see... rusty.
1: We're a little rusty. Do, do we start a podcast by saying I'm sorry?
0: Yes. I'm sorry. That's how I start every conversation these days. I say, hi, Feedy, I'm
1: sorry. I am so sorry. fucking sorry. <laughs> it's not my fault. Um, yeah, we, uh, It's it's been a bit. This was not our intention to take no, a month no, no, off. No, 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 I, I just got done with something I have... Um, lovingly called hell month
0: hell month yeah very you were a part of it I as was well. a little bit of there i saw i went through the the fate the stages of dave's anxiety stage one denial just ah, oh, you know what i feel pretty good about all this stuff stage two terrifying dread and fear
1: stage three Stage three, just three, like just i might as well just stop <laughs> stage four and i'm just like i um, must continue for my money
0: hey dave uh do you want me to just uh go uh sand these walls dave
1: Get out of my face, (laughs) Phoebe. It fucking sucked. I had three full remodels, one partial remodel, copywriting at night, Mm -hmm. and two writing deadlines rapidly approaching. All in the last thirty-five days. You know,
0: Thundercling. We were just pivoting a little. We were instead of being the Thundercling podcast, we were the Thundercling remodel division. Division. Yeah. Yeah. But and on top of that, you You know,
1: know, we had a bunch of Thundercling episodes at work. Just me and you. Yeah. For sure. We, we also, I think we
0: also were just sort of taking a little break, I think, because we both sort of felt a little weird, we're grappling with some, some thoughts about like just talking about climate blah, 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 blah.
1: The truth of the matter is right now is that, um, it's hard to care about, Well, no, not care. It's hard to invest time in talking about climbing in this current environment when my mind is constantly focused on the social upheaval um, in our country, politics, uh, just like the trauma that the United States is in. It's hard to build a little space in yourself, to be like, okay, I'm gonna dump climbing in here, and mm-hmm. also you get, and we've even gotten pushback for doing that. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Still talking about climbing? How can you talk about climbing? Yeah, I've personally just... <laughs> gotten that pushback. And it's like, man, I don't know, but
0: yeah, so it's
1: kind of our, it's kind of our deal. And we're gonna of... keep doing it, but we did have to take a little, little break there.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I certainly missed this, so I'm too. happy to be here.
1: We got a good episode too, dude.
0: Yeah, we uh interviewed. Mac Gah, Mac Gah of Kriegwear, which is a brand that I really like. You,
1: I mean, full disclosure, you are an ambassador and a paid photographer and videographer for the company. Mm -hmm. But Krieg is an apparel brand that makes super technical clothing, like really nice, functional, good-looking technical clothing. Yes. Independently owned american-made american-made so it's a little bit on the pricey side yes and they launched in, in the middle. march <laughs> yeah during the coronavirus so we really wanted to talk to mac about he's in a hard hard spot he's in a really really hard spot the future of krieg is unwritten right now correct we don't he's, he's got a million dollars invested into it and he doesn't know if that million dollars is just going to evaporate in the next two weeks Or if Mm -hmm. the company can make a a rebound. And it's just, it's fascinating to talk to a guy who is in the middle of that battle. Yes. Like literally, he is. He is. Yeah. He's he's got a defibrillator in his hands, wondering, like, is this company going to die? Is it going to be alive? Is it going to thrive? And so that's why we asked him to come on the show. Yeah.
0: A remarkably tricky place to be. And, you know, he's. Yeah, and it was very interesting to hear his thoughts on everything. And uh, he also talked – we do, we dove a little bit into his history. He's got kind of a crazy journey to get to the point where Krieg started. Kind of. Uh, definitely.
1: He's got a fucking bonker story. Yeah,
0: you know, struggling with addiction and the highs and lows that come with that and going from being homeless uh, for eight months to then starting Krieg. You know, it's a pretty interesting journey.
1: It's fascinating yeah. how – he is uh he struggled with addiction his entire adult life. Yes. Seems to have it under control now, but he's also got like a fucking pretty towering intellect. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got okay. like eight college degrees. It's something that he like chased whenever he'd reach the bottom of addiction. He was smart enough to be like, "Oh, maybe if I go back to college." And he went through that cycle so many times. Um but yeah, it's an internet in how COVID affects his, and just, yeah. You know, his battle with addiction, which was interesting to hear him talk about. It's a fascinating conversation. It was a hell of a comeback for the Thundercling podcast. That's right. That's, That's just right. what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. And Feedy, let's talk about you for a second.
0: Whoa, holy shit. Unexpected. It's your, it's your birthday. Kind of, yeah. I guess when this comes out, it might be my birthday, August 10th.
1: What are you doing, dude?
0: Uh, I'm going to go climb somewhere. Where are you going? I'm going to go climb and 10th sleep.
1: Yeah, buddy.
0: <laughs> yeah. I figured there's no better way to enjoy a birthday than spending it outside with the people I love, doing the thing I love, pursuing the challenge that is rock climbing and pushing my body to the limits. Yeah. I'll have your birthday, buddy. Thanks, man.
1: Um, I can't
0: wait to finally be 21 years old so I can drink.
1: Fuck, dude. You've been waiting a long time for this moment.
0: Yeah. It's crazy.
1: You're a big boy. Yeah, it's a, a little weird.
0: Now. It's a little weird that you hang out with me
1: because I'm 46 <laughs> and I like hanging out with 21 year old men. 20 year old men. Twi- because yeah. I like hanging out with 20 year old men. It's not that weird, dude. Dave, I've a lot of people like me out there. Yeah,
0: you're my, you're my hero. Stuff
1: staring at all right, fuck. Yeah. We're gonna keep this short. Phoebe's yeah. got to go pick up his girlfriend at the airport. And then head off to ten sleep, and I, yeah, I'm gonna do something really fun this afternoon as well. Dave loves to work. I'm gonna go to work, yeah, <laughs> and then I'm gonna come home and work a little bit more. And work. I'm about ready to have it my first work. weekend of climbing.
0: I'm so happy for in you in
1: forty fucking days. Not that I haven't climbed at all, but it's been pretty sparse. Yeah, I'm so excited.
0: someday Dave will be a climber again.
1: Man, <laughs> I'm telling you, people out there, dear listeners. If you ever want to be psyched on climbing outside, specifically, I, I could give a shit about climbing inside Yeah, on the home wall that I built for $1,200 <laughs> or $1,800 or whatever. Um, If you ever want to be psyched again, just work for 40 straight days without a day off with like three climbing days interspersed in there and you will be super psyched. That's my suggestion. I suggest everybody try that.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I'll think about it. It's
1: really fun.
0: If some some dedicated listener out there wants to go through all our intros and find all the times Dave talks about not climbing, that would be incredible.
1: Shut up, dude. (laughs) How do I justify how weak I am if I don't tell everybody that I haven't been climbing? Uh. You got to know the tricks of this fucking game. Yeah, you're right. The first thing you say Mm -hmm. when you see a climber (sighs) is you're like, oh, dude, I haven't climbed in two weeks. Yeah. And then... You've set up yeah. a nice bar yeah, yeah. for you to like leap over yeah. heroically like, and guys. be like, I can't believe I'm off the couch that strong. Dude, I respect the game,
0: the hustle. I'm learning from the best.
1: <laughs> this is so embarrassing because it's true. I say that too often. It's something I need to work on. <laughs> it's because I'm fucking humiliated, dude. I write Let's talk about, about climbing. I do a climbing yeah. podcast and I'm just I'm just not climbing as much as I should be this summer. Yeah, a lot has been it's... going on. So I gotta say, oh, dude, I haven't been climbing forever.
0: (laughs) It wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be right if I didn't give you a little, little. Does
1: everybody know that about me? Do you guys like talk about that shit behind? You do. (laughs) I can tell. You're like, oh, we're gonna climb with Dave today. He's gonna say he hasn't climbed in three weeks. Um, I'm
0: not gonna deny or,
1: or. uh, It's true.
0: What's the opposite of deny? Uh. uh acquiesce uh, to what, agree what's, with what's wrong uh, with my brain did not I, um i neither deny or confirm? F- confirm confirm okay, okay. Uh, i
1: cannot confirm or deny I I had so
0: much an- anxiety filled me for a second
1: anxiety anxiety wow we're smart dude university of iowa if you guys want to mm-hmm. be as smart as we are graduate from the university Make of me iowa talk pretty um Now let's get to mac but wh- we'll, what what
0: I was gonna say let's get to Mac, but then you oh. were also gonna say something.
1: Well, I was just gonna say that me saying that I haven't climbed, yeah, which albeit the truth, mm-hmm. but it is obviously an ego defense mechanism. Yeah. So that would lead me to believe that my ego isn't, isn't is in is in danger. Lo- is having problems, and that I'm having to justify my shit. And you know, that's that's not good, dude. And you just brought that up to me, and that's this is a growing moment yeah. that I need to learn from, are especially you cry a little of, bit. No, I think I'm be more really, like furious that you guys are talking about the shit behind my I back. I think it'd
0: be really powerful if you, you know, you had a little like choke up moment on the pod. I think no, the I don't think that's would... it.
1: I think. Do you know what the the phrase "burning bridges" means? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm I feel like I, I, I want to burn bridges with the people mm. who are giving me shit for saying I haven't climbed in uh, a couple weeks. <laughs> uh, uh, and with that, oh god, we're talking about us. okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. On the Mac, I think you guys are really gonna enjoy this. At the beginning, yeah. we go pretty deep into the weeds on starting a yeah. company, and then we'll roll into COVID and uh, Mac's struggle with addiction, and it is all fascinating. Where? and if you guys are in the game for some new uh, climbing duds, especially like please techie pants, techie shorts. Or tops, Mac's got a 40% yes. off sale, free shipping from Kriegware right now. Yeah. And it's just, it's super badass clothing.
0: I truly, I truly do love their clothing. I know I get it for free, but I, I really like it, so.
1: Local Colorado, independently owned. Yes. It's just Mac, Makes, made in America. Mm-hmm. He's doing everything right. in COVID, that, <laughs> fuck, goddamn dirty bastard that
0: sick little tiny airborne virus body breaking boomer doomin virus you all right no i'm not okay okay with that
1: note on to the interview yeah we'll see you
2: guys later Bye. well i feel like a good question to start
0: off with would just be what was the what was the starting point for being like, I want to start a badass clothing company. Yeah, with no with no history of
1: that.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can you hear us all right, by the way? And the funny thing is, I pre-rehearsed oh, so pre-
1: this.
2: <laughs> Sweet. I did. Well, here's and your chance. Elevator pitch. I have no idea what I pre-rehearsed. Um, you know, I'd, I'd always wanted to start a business. Yeah. You know, for, for the last... 20 years i mean i almost opened, bought the vans gym the old there's an old vans gym off of 36 that went out of business i almost bought that to open a climbing gym that was like 15 20 years ago um before the whole climbing gym boom Fuck, dude. Um, that yeah. would have
1: been nice yeah
2: <laughs> yeah i trust me let's let's just say i wasn't wasn't in the right frame of mind or place in my life to, yeah. to be able to handle that but um But I've always wanted to do something, but, you know, with uh, all sorts of uh, different deviations in my life, I I was never in the right place to do it. And after I had worked my way through my homelessness up in Bozeman, um, I moved back down to Jackson and went on a tear there for a little while and then got myself cleaned up. And then I moved down to uh, Lafayette and I was working at Jack's Outdoor. Yeah and um before that in jackson i was a ski and bike tech um my bad (laughs) uh and so i you know anybody that's worked retail it you know it's it has its highs and lows but it can get a little monotonous at times and uh, oh for sure good
1: and And there's a ceiling you know yeah once you become manager you're not going to fucking
2: own the place yeah and i certainly didn't want to become manager (laughs) yeah um so it was just kind of like a a, you know it was a stepping stone to just get back into colorado and um and then i think i just had enough and i was at a place in my life where i was just like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go for it and uh you know I, i had had a friend in the apparel industry a guy i went to college with his name's noah and um he had he's been in the industry for 25 years. Um, he, he, he worked with Cloudville when, when Cloudville was Cloudville and right when they were starting out and then he went off to Mammut, and then, um, then he started Mountain Khakis and, uh, which turned into a very successful business. Mm -hmm. They're, They're, they're no longer, they're no longer with them, but, um, I think he's off to do something else big now, but I don't, you know,
1: Clouddale was groundbreaking when it came out too. They were like the first shoulder like soft shell company.
2: Mhm. And they were the first like real stretch. Yeah. Um, like jackets. Cool. You know, like, oh,
1: dude, they were so badass. I <laughs> just, they were like a skier's dream.
2: Absolutely. Didn't have to wear hard shells anymore. No and it was it was totally flex it was breathable it was it was it was innovative it was like they had dude hold on we'll just
1: push pause here i gotta show you so i worked in the industry i've been in this industry almost my whole life as a buyer
0: dude are they still
2: around no it's Steo now steo
0: okay i was yeah. gonna say i was like i don't actually know if i remember cloud veil vale.
2: no 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 they, they, that was a while ago yeah and they... is, dude. First yeah generation.
1: Dude.
0: wow that's sick. That's wait. old. That looks. That looks first generation.
1: This is first generation shoulder from Cloudville.
2: Mountain Miser. Whoa. Like, well, in Mountain Miser's no more, right? No, Dave used know. to be their manager their buyer. or buyer. Wow. Long, long time. Yeah, I remember them way back in the day, back when I lived in Denver.
0: Damn, dude. So, so you had a friend who was kind of in the industry who kind of some was someone you could directly build off of or learn from so that was probably super helpful yeah exactly
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and he was and he had been super successful in it so yeah. i uh and you knew you wanted to do apparel it, yeah i think at that point i did I, I because i had done a lot of contemplating about what what it is and i knew i knew as i as i've gotten a little bit older and i'm 27 now me too, but uh, I knew that you know I still wanted to remain like kind of connected in some way or another to the climbing world yeah so I, I thought a, I felt that there was still a window open in 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 technical clothing I, I there hasn't really been a new brand um, an innovative brand that's come out mm-hmm. in a very long time that 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 it's not necessarily focusing on climbing but it's definitely climbing oriented um and definitely out of the united states there just hasn't been anything so i I, i was just like this could be a good opportunity for me to sneak in before you know somebody else does and so i i was like this this is what i'm gonna do and then i just started brainstorming while i was still at jacks and uh that's where the name came from and you know, I was working. Uh, I was working on their computers while <laughs> creating my business. While I was working on their dollar, um, unfortunately. But uh, you we've know, all been there. Yeah. And Krieg stands for Cliff. in yeah. Gaelic or something like that. Yeah, Cliff Crag, Gaelic. It's nice. it's basically Crag with an E in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Krieg. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah I'm Scottish From you know My heritage is Scottish Uh, Probably has something To do with some of The addiction issues I've had over the years Um, I'm Scottish too brother Yeah
1: McAllister
2: Yeah I mean That's that's And I'm McAdam You know so Boom
1: Yeah exactly So what does it What does it look like When you're like Deciding What's gonna be Like your flagship clothes Like what's that Fucking process like To think like Okay I have to Build a product (laughs)
2: Um. Well, uh, yeah. Well, it's a little embarrassing, actually. Uh, so Noah got me off to a start, and he told me, hey, you know, he's gonna con- be, you know, I was gonna, he was gonna consult me through the first p- first part. And, mm-hmm. You know, he has own stuff going on. He's like, yeah, just put a list of uh, you know, ideas and grab some gear. You know, other clothing brands of stuff that you would like to, you know, that you would like to have in your line and whatever. And I I went ahead and and I did that, and I put together about a forty page uh document of like literally every piece of clothing that you could make and and he he came back at me and he was like all right um, okay. do, I, do you have do you have 10 million dollars <laughs> yeah exactly and i was like well was gonna cost that much you know so he was like dude you gotta t- you gotta tone it down a bit you know he's like let's take it from 60 <laughs> <laughs> down to like 18 and then we ultimately got it down to like nine yeah. Um, but yeah, I had no clue whatsoever. I mean, my whole, my whole experience with clothing was like, I like technical clothing, mm-hmm. it's cool, and that's all I knew. <laughs> and that's and 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 then I was like, well, this is a great idea. Let's start a clothing company. Holy <laughs> shit!
0: Can I say though that you have you have done a fantastic job of taking that really just nebulous idea and actually bringing it to fucking life because I don't know man I feel like it's so easy to be like oh dude I want to start like a company and you have old ideas but then that, that whole in between part is where people are like oh that's right <laughs> bringing it to fruition yeah. it's
1: like fucking like holding on to your pants here I mean what you eventually came up with is technical apparel yeah. like technical um, you know reminiscent if I can talk about another company, just on the technical all aspect. the respect. Arc'teryx makes fucking technical clothing. Yeah, they don't make like chill out, go to the bar clothing. Well, for Coloradans they do, but um, how'd you decide on something so technical like that? Obviously, reduces the people that you're going to be advertising to and marketing to.
2: It does, and and you know, and in, in, in a way being so niche you have to be really freaking good at what you do yeah yeah, exactly Um, because and 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 also just our sizing i mean we 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 do a lot of smaller smaller sizing so you know we do you know we weren't we we never wanted to be a nike or an under armor where we have forty thousand different size ranges or anything like that so we really did limit you know who who we're appealing to we were literally appealing to the outdoor industry mm-hmm. i mean and in many ways if you look at most of our imagery it's all climbing yeah um, because that's just what my passion has been for the last 20 years. but this clothing can be used for anything it's it's you know anything outdoors yes. you guys um, got a lot of trail running imagery too which running mountain and biking our jacket is used a ton in backcountry skiing um nice. and skiing. yeah so it's, it's 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 like the ultimate mid-layer and um and base, it's a combination. It's a hybrid. So you could wear it as a base layer. You could wear it as mm-hmm. a mid, and uh, and it's extremely like like well, I don't know like it's the the ultimate climate control jacket. It's um you you got double zips. You got this thin layer on the sleeves. You've got the ripstop to, for wind protection. It's 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 just thermoregulation at, at its finest.
0: Yeah, well thought out. <clears throat> Thanks. Yeah yeah
1: so you get when this is 2016 right around there when you're having the ideas like I'm gonna start my own company when did you get your first like prototype done
2: uh yeah and that's that's the and how
1: does that even fucking work
2: yeah well that's that that was well that's a nightmare actually um uh Noah introduced me to uh Allison who was out of Jackson Hole she did some work for uh, Mountain Khakis and so that was my first intro to uh any designer and She's still a great friend today. Um, but she she was seven months pregnant. Oh, at, at seven and a half months, I think, at the time. And uh, and I was like, yeah, I have like these nine ideas that I want you to get together. I don't know what the time, I don't yeah. know how long. And she banged out nine designs, sick designs, and uh, like three renditions of each, because that's just the way it works, in, in a month. And you bring her a, a picture I bring her a picture, and I tell her my changes and modifications, and my concepts in, ter- in terms of what I want the the piece to be de- designed for. And then she just rolls with it. And, okay. then, and then she'll show me, our, our, you know, her own her own rendition and prototype, uh, rendering. And then I'll say, Hey, can we work on this and change that and whatever? And then we we finally come together, and we get you know we get a design that we're stoked on.
1: Okay, so you have the design. Mm-hmm. You're happy with
2: the product, right? How does taking it to market work? Well, we don't even have the product. At that point, then I have to find a manufacturer. Ah, and yeah, take us yeah. through all this. This is fascinating. And like an idiot, I decided, hey. You're one guy too, right? You're the only uh, guy on it. board here. That's all it. Right. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> And I want a manufacturer in the United States. So that was brilliant in itself. Um, oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, because nobody sells to jump over. Yeah. The, um, nobody sells technical clothing here and then and, yeah. and there's a good reason why we don't first of all we don't have the skilled sewers for it you can get knits done anything that's not stretch you you, you're, you can find manufacturing it's still going to be more expensive like patagonia and some of the other brands do that they, they do some of their knits prana um but you but in terms of stretch fabrics it's you, there's nobody knows how to sew them hmm. at all um and so that was a learning process i'll get to that but but i i found a place in ohio uh, on my own and I started talking to this guy while I'm still at Jack's and I'm like, okay, cool. Great. This is working. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, Allison was gone and then, um, I was, I was designerless. So I'm kind of just running around with, you know, and I had to go to OR for the first time oh, by myself man. in Salt Lake city when it was still there. Yeah. I, I did a climbing trip down to Joe's and whatever by myself and almost got stuck in a, you know, yeah, it's a long story. And, <laughs> and, and then, um, you know went to the the show and i have never ever in my life been more scared and intimidated in my life Did you I have did. a booth and everything no no no, oh, no no no. i was just going to look for fabrics
1: ah yeah you're so, in that annex
2: yes yeah i was i was over in fabric and trim land yeah yeah and so you know noah was there he talked to me for three seconds he was too busy he was like yeah just go get some hangers and i'm like what, what are those the fuck
1: is a hanger <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> So I'm walking around in in Fabricland, and and you know it's it's a very high Asian um, you know market over there. It's tai- Taiwanese, it's it's Korean. Sure. So there's a huge language barrier um, as well. So I'm I'm just walking around mm-hmm. and I'm trying to explain you know what I'm trying to do, and they're just Krieg! they're throwing me fabrics, and I'm like feeling like this little piece of fabric, like oh yeah, I can imagine that as a pant oh my god um what a learning curve oh dude i i, I was like there was a period of time where i was in tears like i i, <laughs> I was i was literally in tears like i was like i can't I, what am i doing you know and i'm running into all these people from boulder and they're all psyched because they're getting to go to see the preview yeah, of the yeah. next real rock and i'm like fuck you guys you know i'm over here crying yeah i got tissues you know and everybody else else is having a good time trust me if you're there to work at or mm-hmm. it's no fun no, oh, I don't doubt no, it. no, man.
1: Or is not a great time. No, Your first time, if you're there to chill out, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And if you're there to work, though, man. You're
2: you're booked. Uh, yeah, I, I dread it every time it comes around. I'm like, I, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a it's an it's a necessary evil. You know, I love it. It's the best resource you could ever have. But I hate going there. Because I just don't want to talk to people. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. I just want to go in, get my job done, and get out. And it's
1: a fucking scene. Yeah, and it's we we've become
2: scene. very efficient. But anyway, yeah. So I have found the Ohio place, and they seemed like they knew what they were doing. So I found all this fabric and I sent it off to them. And in the meantime, I found this I found Tatiana, who is my current designer. Her husband's fam parents are friends with my family, and it just happened to be that she worked at pearl azumi which is in Louisville, and was laid off because they dropped a huge portion of their uh, business yeah and she didn't have a job and so i was introduced to her she happened to live in erie i'm in lafayette i was like this is this is sick and uh and then that's how we met and so i sent all the stuff off to ohio they said it was gonna be great Right before Christmas, two days before Christmas, the box shows up with the, with the prototypes. I'm yeah. like totally psyched. I'm like, this is it. I cannot believe oh, I made it whoa. this far.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I pull the stuff out, and I was like, who, the, what four year old sewed this shit? Oh, like, no, what happened? Oh, you have no idea. It was but they were everything was so butchered. I mean they did they their sewing technique was great but they really missed the mark on on getting the designs right Yeah, so it just didn't it was it was a junk show. Whose fault was it? Was it your fault? Was it their fault? It was definitely my fault.
3: (laughs) And and their
2: fault. But I mean it was my fault because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. And I'm just like I put I just threw it in their hands. Here, here's fifteen thousand dollars. Make me some prototypes, and I can't wait to see them. And when I get them back, it was I, I, I wouldn't show anybody. I like the only person that's ever seen my prototypes the first round is my designer. Oh, do you still have them? Yeah, I I still have them. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. I I mean, I may bring them out just on my deathbed. (laughs) Get buried in them. This is where we started. This is where it all began. Oh, man. I'm sure that's totally normal, though, right? You're probably going through,
1: like, these painful experiences that are probably everybody goes through.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, like, but I think in the modern day age, I think it's very different, especially, like, in that kind of industry. I think more people now... They get investors, so you like there are people that already have experience in the industry, and yeah. then they just gather mm-hmm. a bunch of a uh, bunch of money, and then they then they have somebody else run it, somebody that knows how to do it. I started from ground zero with no clue, and not my money, which is the scariest part. Yeah, and I'm a million dollars invested, and <sighs> yeah, and you know no clue with what I'm doing. So somebody took a huge leap of faith there, um, and uh, and, and i knew i would get it it was just going to be a matter of time and, and and that's the whole part of it is it's you have to be humble and you have to be willing to accept the fact that you're going to look like an idiot a lot of the time yeah. I, that's all the wrong questions all the stupid questions yeah and you, you got to get those you, out yeah, of the way yeah well yeah and you can't you can't have pride in it you you just have to be like teach me teach exactly i'm about ready to ask 50 stupid questions exactly you gotta <laughs> yep. fucking ask them man yep. mm-hmm. and i'm at the point where i think i may, I may go a little over the top you know <laughs> just, okay mac you know the answer to that question <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> so, just want
1: to hear something different
2: yeah, yeah I just come on somebody tell me something different <laughs> um but yeah that that so that was it and I'm, as i'm in the airport so i the next day i go to the airport i'm, I'm on my way to fly home to to see my family can't wait to tell them the great news <laughs> um merry christmas um and uh i'm sitting in the airport and i was like this cannot happen and and so i just picked up the phone and i had a couple numbers that somebody gave me so i was looking for a flat lock machine which you have to have a flat lock machine if you're going to do leggings it's, okay it, what is a flat lock machine? It, it's a specific type of stitching like all leggings that you see have this really nice bead yeah that's, that's a flat lock. Okay. And so nobody in the United States owns a flat lock. Or if they do, it's very, very few. Yeah. And there was no way I was going to be able to press forward because leggings and compression shorts are part of our line. I, I couldn't do it here. But I found somebody said, I think I know of one place that has a flat lock. I got I, So I called that number and somebody got on the phone and then and, and handed it off to Mindy, the owner. We had a conversation in the airport and that's where my manufacturer came from. And that's one you're currently using. Yeah. Wow, dude. And I had least I had something to tell my parents, you know, when I got home I'm like, hey, it's all good. Stuff's happening? <laughs> Who are the investors?
1: Was it your parents?
2: Yeah. Oh shit, yeah, you got to talk to the board members then. Give yeah. Good news. So that's uh that's a problem in itself and and so when I yeah. say when I say it's not my money, um there's a there's a long long history between my family and i and 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 how much they've been there for me and so the fact that they finally invested a considerable amount of money in something that they they knew or felt some sort of element of trust in me that i was going to make it pull pull it off yeah it's heartbreaking right now um because of what happened with covid yeah um so I'm I'm that's my life. I'm just trying to save this thing. Well, yeah. let's
1: run it up to then cuz I want to talk about that covid part, but let's yeah. run it up to when you get everything worked out and you're you're trying to take this to market. What does that look like? You like you got brick and mortar, you got competitors, you've got online stores, like where do you sell it? How do you decide how to sell it? Who right. do you talk to? How does this process even work?
2: Well, I knew first. When, I knew that decision was already made the moment I decided to manufacture in the U.S. Because the, the, my price, my price point is already inflated. Yeah. A thirty percent more than what the what 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 my competitors are. Yes. Um, because of our labor laws, so that already inflated the price. So I couldn't afford to take any more cut by going wholesale. So. That was automatically decided. I mean, I had to go direct sales no matter what. Oh. So it was all online. So that makes that makes the marketing aspect of it a lot more tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's the Google ads, there's Facebook ads, there's whatever. But you know, a lot of people still like to go put their hands on. You know, and, yeah. And um, so it 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 was seemed like to be a trend anyway. And and now of course it it definitely is a trend. Like like I struggled for a while there because like once COVID hit everybody went to online so, yeah. so shopify was having all these problems which is where my my store is hosted but because everybody and their mother was jumping on board then they were having issues with their server and, and all sorts of stuff like that so that that decision was already made um i did go into rock and resole, um thanks to keiko and the yeah and, and, keiko. The, and the wonderful owners over and and, and, and tyler um, but, but, uh, you know, those guys and, and they were willing to take me on and, you know, we have, we have a pretty sick deal over there. I mean, it's like, it's I'm losing money on everything I sell there, but you yeah. know, it's a local deal, you know? So,
1: and it gets people's hands
2: on it. Exactly. Like at least they can go to one brick and mortar place and, you know, feel the
1: product. Right. So exactly. how do you, how do you reach customers? Like in the beginning, how it's, are it's you
2: seed finding the people? You just seed yeah and what do you mean by i that? just give free stuff out <laughs> i mean like, we're, we're gonna get some emails after this podcast Oh, dude uh, oh, i can tell you right now i am already three times over what my allotted <laughs> limit is i mean you have no idea like how many people on a daily basis contact me for free stuff and and I have luckily, because like everybody that's an ambassador for Krieg, including Feedy. Yeah,
1: Feedy. Uh, yeah,
2: and, and have done something for Krieg in one way or another. And a lot of the people have just gone out of their way for no reason um, for Krieg. I never, I didn't bring people on for their skill set, clearly. I mean, Feedy's one of them but obviously <laughs> obviously i mean me too i didn't bring him yeah, on for his yeah, skill set yeah. i
1: brought him on for his fucking stunning looks <laughs> thank you yep
2: <laughs> and it, it backfired because this is a radio format I know, right? It's all yeah, right. It wasn't but thought out. but there's pictures on my on my yeah, website no look yeah. at him stunning but, but with that said <laughs> i didn't i didn't you know that's i wasn't doing things the standard way i wasn't bringing people based on how sick of a climber or what kind of athlete they were i brought him on on just on who they are as a human being
1: but you brought them all on also because they are fucking athletes sure everybody who has worked for you lynn and Feedy, yeah these are all like core for sure climbers and that's who you hired to do your oh yeah, work yeah, for yeah. You. i really
2: admire that yeah 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 no there i was never gonna go deviate from there i mean yeah. i'm just saying the, the ambassador pool of people like there i have trail runners i have all sorts of random it's just it's a bit like star is one of them yeah like, you know, he's a crusher that's, that's totally no you know that's a different story but you know there's just like um heather like heather mobley she's another one she's down in durango she's i think she's, she's on the us ice climbing team and um she she's probably been the number one like person that just feeds yeah you know and Mar- that's how i met marcus and Pamela, and how yeah, she, Pamela
1: Shanti Pack we, yeah. is wearing
2: Krieg. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't tell our sportiva that, but yeah, she's. She, <laughs> she, but, but how important
1: is that? By the way, like how? I was thinking about this this morning, like with the world of selling on social media, you know, like Michael Jordan sold Nike, right. Daniel Wood sells uh sportiva Krisharma sharma obviously is almost solely responsible for prana becoming the juggernaut that it became in the early 2000s without a doubt so how important was it for you to build like a team that could push that product or is it hard when a lot of those big shots already have like clothing sponsors that pay them like a stipend
2: yeah that's the impossible that's the impossible part of it um they want to check yeah. Well, not necessarily. I mean, some people are just bound by their contracts. Um, they want to help, but they can't. Um, and, uh-huh. and that's why I, I, like, I have a problem with the whole contractual thing. I, 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 like, I'm not saying that I would never do not do sponsorships. It's just, there's something about owning somebody in, yeah. in, with a, with a piece of paper and then, and, and then the, somebody's obligated to do this and do that. I don't want that kind of relationship with people. Um, I understand why it's in place uh but it yeah it, it becomes very challenging to to get that kind of reach where you need a hundred thousand follower you know somebody with a hundred thousand followers that that you know there's a reason they have a hundred thousand followers yeah i mean they're they're either sponsored or they just did a good job with uh with um third party uh apps yeah <laughs> which i got nailed for like about a year ago <laughs> Uh, right when they were changing the algorithm, so I'm now I I have like this shadow ban on my account, and I can't even I can't even reach out to new pe- new new people. That's what its own it? weird thing. Yeah, what, I don't even understand that. What happened? So were you essentially like using? I was using an, a, a company that that was building my following yeah, yeah. by following and unfollowing and, and whatever. Yes. I mean, it was kind of like the thing to do, especially as a brand. Yeah, that's how because you want to get to that ten thousand mark. Now that, uh, that's Facebook and Instagram's fault that they have that in place, that you have to reach the benchmark ten thousand so you can get the swipe yeah, up. Yeah, swipe piece. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't then, know
0: why. It's... Yeah, and then
2: you get verified. Now, now the fact that they put that in place in the first place was their own fault and that's why third-party companies and apps came up to build your following so that you could reach that 10,000 plateau and I was like well I mean I was a little late to the game but I was like well it's normal <laughs> but I was like hey why not I'll give this a shot and, yes. and, and, and all of a sudden my followers so it was it's so important yeah it was cooking I was like holy shit look how popular I am and even though all these people are probably fake but but it still looked good it does look good yeah and then all of a sudden boom they changed the algorithm and i was done crazy So So
0: how did you notice that like hey some like i'm i'm not being seen or i'm not
2: being seen by anybody other than my followers so i went from like 500 likes per picture down to 60 yeah that is bizarre yeah so it goes to show how many people really actually gave a shit on me in the first place
1: it fucking also brings to the you know brings the question to the forefront. Like, does it even matter? Who, I don't. Who, I, who cares or not? No. Do people even care? Do you even care? Does anybody care? I don't know. It's just like they look at the likes and they're like, "Ooh, this must be
2: popular." Exactly. <sighs> yeah. It's so gross. And, and that's like, but that's the game. So necessary. That's the game yeah. you have to play. You know, it's just like, <sighs> well, that person just had thirteen thousand views. So important. Yeah. Not even knowing who I am, and then if I if if somebody sees my sixty likes, even though it could be a sick picture, they're gonna be like, scroll right past it. Whatever, that guy's a douche. (laughs)
1: uh it's a strange game. I hope it changes.
2: Yeah, but we're in. We're kind of in that. We're in that age. I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched any of the the Black uh, what what's Black Mirror Black Black Mirror Black Black Mirror Mirror. Yeah, Yeah. you watch any of those? Uh, Yeah, amazing. Yeah it's terrifying spot on dude the
0: the creator was quoted as saying like they're postponing the next season because they're like dude it's shit's too fucked up right now oh
2: my (laughs) is that what they said really yeah
1: just like
0: we're just gonna pass it let the world do the season
1: yeah even uh, comedians are like we can't even make fun of what's happening right now because it's just like too
2: yeah it's too fucking bizarre i don't i don't even know if i think that profession is probably done for and I think it's a shame. Comedy? Yeah.
1: I don't think so. I don't know if it's done, so. but uh, it's certainly having its struggles. You don't think it's
2: going to be altered? Forever? No. By what? Uh, By PC culture? Yeah. No. Oh, come no. on. I think they'll maybe comedians will stop going to college campuses and shit like that. Yeah. But I don't... I hope not. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. I, I, yeah. I feel bad for the comedians. I mean... I, yeah, I, I mean, dude, there's always
1: going to be Andrew Dice Clays out there. There's just always going to be Andrew Dice Clays out there. I mean I know that ages me, but I can't think of anybody like that. George, George Carlin's one of them. George Carlin, oh, yeah. yeah, I yeah. want to say. Um, Richard Pryor. What's his fucking name? Uh, Louis C.K., but he obviously got in some trouble, so <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk about yeah. him. Yeah. But there will always be those dudes. I, I don't. I don't know, man. Yeah, and then there'll also always be the Patton Oswalds who will like dip into other shit. Like, I'm gonna voice comedies. I'm gonna write comedy. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna become an author. He's done all that. Multi-faceted. shit.
2: Multifaceted.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's probably right. what they're gonna have to do. Um, I'm still
2: trying to find one facet. <laughs> yeah,
1: no shit. Me yeah. too.
2: Um. So when did you launch officially? Then the first time, and then we'll get into the the first time I locked Well, I mean, I I m- my brand became a brand like May of 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I didn't, I was supposed to launch that following spring in 2019, but we were delayed. We were always delayed. Yeah. I mean, it never, nothing. Manufacturing, production. Nothing ever comes out. Yeah. 90% of that is, again, my fault. You know, timing fabrics to get over at a certain time and and coming over on a boat. And I ended up, I think I ended up shipping 90% of my fabrics over by plane because I was in a huge mad rush to get it done only to know that we were delayed for another year so oh, the, man. you have no idea how expensive it is to ship on a uh, plane. yeah huge I mean, difference just yeah just an envelope going on the you know, fedex yeah. over there's one thing let alone 14 rolls of, of, mm. of one pant fabric yeah so um there was some uh there was those were some of their costly mistakes i didn't make anything that was really critical but that was costly um but so we were delayed so we launched so we so we were delayed another year so what would, what Noah suggested to me is that in November have a soft launch get it going so you can gain some momentum first for the spring of 20 so that you can and uh, and launch in March and then uh, right when we were getting ready to knock it out of the park you got, <sighs> going on lockdown that's it Well. Oh, dude!
1: Yeah. So I'm smiling, but not uh, just because it's it such bad. It's just yeah. such bad just... timing. Um, what were when the first hints of like, well, there could be some sort of global pandemic going on. What was that? What were you thinking right out of the gates? Like, oh, this will pass. This will be nothing. I'm sure we're going to be like this would be like late February or something, right?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I I, I was just like. You know, first I was like, oh, God, you know, kind of like everybody else. Like, whatever, dude, it's a flu. Another I mean, thing. You know, just get, whatever. It'll go away. Kind of sound like somebody else. Right now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but I, I've, I've, I've accepted the fact that it's not going away. Uh, that's the difference. Um, you know, but I I, did, I didn't know what to expect. And and, and then, the, you know, and then there was a whole toilet paper frenzy. And, and, and even yeah, dude, never and forget. We, and we even did the whole illustration for it. And I still never even used it. Which one? The tp where she, she oh yeah toilet paper and you were helping with the caption yes yeah so we were throwing yeah we, we had the i still have that illustration i just i i don't know if i'm ever going to be able to bust it out and, and do something with it but i'm I mean, i'm certainly not going to let it go to waste but yeah we you know everyone was hoarding toilet paper and, and i'm just yeah, like, it seems
1: like fucking five years it ago it does doesn't it yes yeah everybody's baking sourdough bread and right. looking for toilet paper and like
2: Time really being loving right.
1: on zoom and stuff and, and oh, now yeah. we're all just like oh my
2: god let it be over but anyway well let's not talk about that well but it did but it but it's a part of the reality i mean that's yeah. that's that's so that's you know when that whole thing was going down i'm just like and i, I even wrote some blogs it's they're they're even on my website um my, my blog post One you know one of them is how i why i became like a, a mountain modern a hermit um, I've been working at it for the last twenty years, and, and, and I was and I was just talking about how I have prepared myself for this exact moment, <laughs> yes. and um, and I and how like living in isolation is no issue for me. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people are going to have issues problems with that, but for, for me, sure. I, like I don't like the sight of people in general. <laughs> you know, so I'm I, this is like perfect but then even I started to get a little bit like totally stir crazy
1: it's because it's forced on you and it's not your decision anymore. exactly
2: yeah yeah I I don't like to be told what to do ever
1: yeah when people say when you're uh somebody who doesn't like I am totally fine in seclusion as well but dude when it's it's forced upon you you're just like this is not my choice anymore right
2: Like, this isn't just being alone. This is forced seclusion. Exactly. And I say the same thing, like, when I was homeless, for instance. When I was homeless up in Bozeman for eight months, I still had my vehicle, yet it was rendered useless. Why? um, Well, one, it gets about 50 below zero in Bozeman. (laughs) Yeah, right. And you couldn't sleep in it because it became an ice chest. So oh, all the humidity shit. that came off of you would turn the inside of it. 30, it would be 30 degrees colder inside. So I would have to pile snow banks underneath on the side of my car and sleep underneath it. Oh, my God. Um, and I couldn't turn the air the, the thing on in the day because the uh, because of how cold it was. It loosened my, uh, my fuel lines. And so whenever I turned it on, I was breathing in pure freaking gasoline so like I, I it was it, it was the worst I'm, I'm going through alcohol withdrawal so i'm flying a sign at walmart you know i've got my my thing people are spitting at me and all this stuff and i'm like yeah give me some money yeah and oh, it, it, yeah, eight months eight months of that and um yeah that was uh the, you know if you're gonna well, be homeless phoenix is a much more inviting yeah. place than Next, bozeman well you know i'm kind of on my way there and and the good news is i have a little bit of a window to figure out where i'm going to go be homeless well um, hold
1: on hold on before we go there <laughs> I'm so
2: just, I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> so COVID, COVID hits yeah and you're obviously the relaunch is i mean what is it? is it? it's
2: it's just dead in march uh no it wasn't even a relaunch it was actually just going to be the official the launch. Launch. The yeah, launch yeah 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 um, um, and, and then and then we were shut down and and like and i didn't really think like you were talking about i didn't really think about it i was like okay this is fine we're gonna get through this yeah and then um and then another two weeks go by and then another and i'm yeah. like okay cool um i'm starting to get a little bit worried meanwhile the whole time i'm still working like i'm in denial i'm still i'm still trying to market the brand i'm still i'm rebuilding the site i'm trying to you're um, fucking staying busy yeah yeah i'm trying to just not see what's going on and what's really going on yeah um, and then I started paying a little bit more attention to the news. I mean, I, I would go like five years without watching any news. Oh, God bless you. Yeah, because I just it, it upsets me um, <laughs> it's very upsetting it, right now. It, well, in general, it just it always in general. It always, it's you know, upsetting. Now but, it's uh, but, beyond that. Yeah, but I just I, 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 I stay away. I would. Stay, but as a business owner, I have to follow. You have to keep your thumb especially it, especially with all the stuff that's going on. Like what's going on? What am yeah. I projecting? What's going on? Um, but i like one thing i definitely do I, I i don't affiliate with anybody i'm i'm always a middle of the road person so i yeah. I, I try and watch as equal amounts of media as i possibly can on both sure. sides um dying that, breed you're a dying yeah, breed yeah but it's in, it's imperative otherwise we're never going to be able to bridge the gap <laughs> yeah no yeah. you're right you're right yeah so um you know it, it's just like and it's really polar now holy crap it's so polar there's not even a
1: polarization isn't even a word that can be used to describe yeah, it anymore. Yeah, it's
2: extreme. It's extremist. extremism. Extremism. Yeah. yeah. But so anyway, that's, the, yeah, again, another topic for another time. But uh, where were we? Dude, we, I, was,
1: we were talking about
0: – oh, here, you can go ahead. We can. I was going to say I remember when uh, the lockdowns were first happening. Like so I work at Movement, the climbing gym here. And they're like, yeah, don't worry, guys. Um, we're looking at a – we're hoping for an April 1st reopening. Like <laughs> –
3: yeah.
1: And then it was just like, uh, right. uh no. well, I don't think anybody there in the beginning, yeah. I don't think anybody knew that like New York was gonna become what New York became and then everybody's like, Oh my god, well what if Boston becomes that? What if Minneapolis becomes that? What if Denver and all the way to the West Coast, you know, then I think the New York thing really right. woke everybody up, like, oh shit, people are Right, but look at New York
2: now. I know in great shape what i mean like i'm sitting there looking at this like this is a little excessive yeah. you know but, yeah. but in hindsight cuomo knew what he was doing in a way in a way they he, fucked he, up in the beginning yeah, they, but did, they, they did with all the with, everybody with the, fucked yeah, up yeah well they didn't know i mean
1: nobody let's, knew let's, anything right but,
2: casting blame it's
1: way too early right now right but Fringe i'm, I'm just
2: saying like the fact that they kept people locked down as much as they did yeah there's not such a problem in new york right now yeah um and you know i, I like so th- for me i don't leave my house very often if i have to go it's <laughs> no no no. And, and like normally i do i mean at least <laughs> at least i'll peek my head out the door and be like hey it's a swell day out there <laughs> You know, but I like now I barely go out. Like, if I have to go out, like, if I have a piece of bread left to eat, <laughs> I will finally make the move to go to the grocery it's store time. to mask up and do the whole nine, you know, the nine yards. That ah, it
1: sucks. It sucks. Yeah.
2: So, I like the reason, like, I, I respect the whole mask thing. Oh, yeah. But this, but the virus has completely taken the sales out of my business so it's really hard for me to go mask up because then i've completely admitted to f- defeat to this fucking thing wow. and, I, and i can't do it and so that's why I, I just i don't leave even though somebody else might say that, that well they just that, got you there but i'm cool i could just jam music and do whatever <laughs> I'm i'm okay alone yeah you know but i just i have a hard time admitting complete defeat to this thing and so that's my way of like saying middle finger, you know whatever well I mean mean, which brings me on to another middle finger that I I would like to touch on and that's uh the fact that I couldn't get uh qualify for a loan
1: I fucking we were going to talk about that so COVID hits you're starting to realize the gravity of it all and you're watching news again so you're understanding like the PPP loans and all of the subsidies that they're giving small business owners how was that process
2: well, I mean, I kind of had an intervention at, at 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 one moment. Yeah, my dad and his banking buddy that they worked together for for many many years they had been conversing uh, behind my back. But as uh, fathers do, yes. But <laughs> no. But it's a protective measure. And then yeah. that's that's when the, the there was a point where there was the panic moment, and um, I had already just put down a hundred thousand dollars for my next production run, and. We, they hadn't started in yet and they said get, get your money back right now
1: your your dad did your dad, my dad, is banking my dad buddy. Friend,
2: yeah, get your money back right now i'm like really do you think it's a little premature um, yeah um and in hindsight actually now that i'm looking at it today i regret doing that really yeah because, because i lost my position in the manufacturer so the moment i would i that was that was a placement hold yeah hmm. and so now they're doing all ppe so that that it brings on another challenge oh, if if yeah. i were to I'm able, if i'm able to press forward then i have to find another manufacturer overseas luckily i mean i have some connections that i can do whatever but i don't know what their standard i don't know what their situation yeah. is um so you know to, to lose your manufacturer creates a whole nother problem and so um if i had still just sat on that money left that money there then whatever but nobody knew nobody knew what was going to go minnesota was going up like all the stuff in minnesota i mean that's where my manufacturer is
1: oh during the yeah beginnings of like the black Lives yes Movement,
2: absolutely george floyd stuff yeah so I, I i took it i got back most of my money they didn't give it all back um but they did you know they were fair uh, my, my folks wouldn't say so, but, um, they still even have some work to finish on some of my stuff. So, you know, it, you know, in hindsight, I, I wish I had kept it there and they still have 90% of my fabric stored there. Oof. And I have some in a storage unit here. So I'm sitting on a bunch of bulk fabric right now that I can't do anything with and current inventory. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, I'm just in dire i'm like i'm in i'm in need to like make some quick money or get an investor so that i can keep pressing forward and get the the next run going and i only have a window here of maybe like two months well
1: that brings it to the to the real, well first of all let's talk about those loans though
2: we were going to talk about yeah. that did you apply for yes okay yeah i applied um Actually, yeah, yeah. I my my father's friend filled it out. He did all that, um, even though we had been in discussions that I wasn't going to qualify for it because everybody that I had on my team was a contractor, yeah. was contracted work. So, a lot of the stuff I wouldn't qualify for. So I couldn't get you know the wages and and, and all that stuff, all that benefit. Because um, they're so, a sole proprietor, like exactly. Okay, uh, and that wasn't written into the first bill, um, and then not the second or the third either. But, but what, what ultimately ended up happening is they, they gave me, um, so basically what they were basing the loan off of were your prior year's tax returns and and, and earnings. Um, and even though I spent a thousand, a hundred thousand dollars in wages, I only had the month of November to report on, Uh, on my, on my returns. Yeah. So they gave me a thousand dollars and declared that my million dollars was not an emergency.
1: Wow. So you're just in no man's
2: land. Well, I'm in no man's land, but I'm also pissed off. Yeah. I mean, here I am, a clothing company manufacturing here in the United States, which is exactly what this current administration is trying to get us to do.
1: Exactly. And
2: to to be less dependent on China, which is where a lot of the uh, clothing manufacturing takes place. So I'm doing everything. I didn't do it for political reasons. It just happened to align with that. Right. Right. but here I am, I, you know, I'm doing all the right things. And the moment I need some assistance, the gigantic middle finger comes up. And I can guarantee how many people got got loans in are in manufacturing overseas because they're established already. Yeah. So, so there was a small percentage of people that were launching right around the time that I did that just got written out of the bill. And oh I, my I, God. I, I couldn't get unemployment either because I'm a sole proprietor. I, I, I couldn't qualify for anything.
1: I don't even know what question to ask. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's just awful.
2: Well, it sounds like
0: it's just been a really rough couple months. Um, a lot of, lot of work leading into the launch to just kind of have a, you know, a, a unprecedented disaster happen. And now you're just sort of refining your footing. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: yeah. How's that relaunch looking then the relaunch started August 1st. Yeah.
2: I mean, and it was supposed to run, <laughs> it was supposed to run for the weekend. Unfortunately, um, La- the the prior month, the like the entire outdoor industry kind of protest boycotted uh, Facebook ads.
1: Oh yeah, fuck! I forgot about that too. Patagonia, North yeah. Face,
2: and all those guys. Yeah, so I did that as well to follow suit. But even, good decision. But, but I, I, I I desperately needed advertising, yes! and, and, and it would have been the one moment where I could have actually gotten good ad placement. Yeah. Um. But I, you know, it was the right thing to do, and and for good cause. I mean, I wasn't gonna. I was not gonna not do that i mean sure. i saw plenty of outdoor brands that didn't um but i don't think probably anybody noticed i did i know who they are <laughs> i'm not gonna call them out but um but i i followed suit and then yeah and then starting august 1st um or you know that's when i did the relaunch just you know i waited and waited we and kept rebuilding the site and trying to make it all like spectacular and then uh we relaunched and it was it was pretty much a flop um, a lot of it had to do with the fact that uh, once again Facebook changed their algorithm when I went back to go do their ads uh, it was totally different and then uh, when I went to go launch it they sat in learning the learning phase for the whole entire weekend what is the learning phase? Uh, it's just trying to find your it's your audience your audience okay yeah so and it's actually still learning so this morning I went in and I said you know what go f- Go oh, fuck yourselves! I'm gonna go back the old style and the old way. So I've 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 redone my ads, and so hopefully I may not get the exact target audience that I'm looking mm-hmm. for, but at least I'll get some freaking traffic. Yeah, and somebody might see it and be like, "Oh yeah, you gotta go check out the store." You know, you know. I mean, it, me sitting there and door like with no ads, you know, and I'm, I'm still, still paying cool. money for it. I'm still paying four hundred dollars, and it's not getting shown to anybody. Like, what is that? <laughs> That's just not good. No.
1: So what are mm. what are the stakes then right now? Uh, the steaks.
2: Where, uh, where, you, where's Kree got? I can't remember the last time. I had a steak actually. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. But uh, that was a total dad joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not quite a dad.
1: That's <laughs> hey man. It's like right, we don't bab- have to be dads but, but to but be good dad age.
2: jokers. Uh, so the current condition is, I was going to use the relaunch as kind of a, um, I think a, a gauge more than anything to see whether or not there was enough interest in the brand to press on and maybe seek that additional funding that, uh, that I need. Um, And, you know, that's a really hard sell because, you know, I can't, I can't tell if people aren't buying because they think Krieg sucks or because our economy is junk.
1: If there's no way, uh, ah, just like full disclosure we're not getting paid for this or anything there's no way anybody thinks creek sucks my, my question is i mean do people fucking know that creek exists
2: well, that's a part of in it. in the wider yeah. world no i don't think so
1: i i i definitely don't think
2: so no and because that's, these that's
1: clothes mean. are like objectively badass
2: they are badass mm-hmm. um but if people don't know they exist yeah it's it, the reach is the reach has been minimal for sure um and you know even though i think i'm doing yeah. the best i can i don't know the first thing about marketing but i've had to market i've had to do all my social media i've had to run the books i've had to yeah. i've had to work with my designer i've had to i've had to do everything so these last 5 months everything has fallen on my shoulders because i can't not only not afford it to pay I, right when we were getting ready to launch i was going to hire a digital media person to, come to say, you know yeah. to come take care of all that but but then we got locked down and so what was the point
0: yeah, right. Being so, yeah, I mean, shouldering all that, all those responsibilities. You know, it kind of I feel like in the end it'll make it hard to just be like fantastic in in any category. Which can't. and I totally get it. I totally get why you're doing that. You know, like you're trying to get get this thing done as efficiently as possible.
2: Um, but but if stuff falls to the wayside, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, it's also such. It's like such a perfect storm that you got caught in. I think about like when you're alone and yeah. you like to be alone, but when you're trapped with your own thoughts, you're and you think to yourself, you know, I did a lot of things right. I did I did it the right way, manufactured in America. I'm making really high end um nice clothing, functional, badass technical wear. Um and then coronavirus hits and like, you know, we're wrapped up in this national drama as well like politically and socially um
2: yeah and you can't navigate it at all but what
1: like do you go through those thoughts like fuck man this wasn't my fault like how do you deal with that shit um or or do you struggle with that at all you just not think about it because that's got to suck when you work so hard and, and the rugs pulled out from underneath you not from your mistake right but just from an event
2: I'm I've always been notoriously hard on myself. So and that goes back to the whole addiction part part of my life, which we didn't get to touch on, but we'll touch on that. The um the the I like r- regardless of what COVID has has done to our world, mm. um I still claim responsibility for creating. Yeah. I I you know, I can sit here and 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 point fingers at whatever viruses and 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 protesting and i can sit here and say oh this and this and poor me poor me but the reality is it just it really was bad timing but i but i still think i could 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 have made it and and maybe could still make it so that's why i still work as hard as i do i i I, there is still to me a light at the end of the tunnel And, and and i could have quit a long time ago yeah i could have just been like this is well i'm done and a lot of people wanted me to Um, including my family and, 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 other people because they just, they didn't, they, I think that my parents struggle so hard to watch me still work so hard at something that they think is destined to be done and it breaks their heart. We can't, we don't even talk anymore very often, you know, it's, it's, and that's hard. Yeah. Um, and it's not because we were mad at each other. It's just, I think it's very hard for them to watch me work so hard, even though they think it's, it's, it's doomed. Yeah. What does the light at the end of
1: the tunnel look like then? At this point,
2: I'm not. I'm not entirely sure anymore. I mean, I've. I. I, I kind of. I kind of have these highs and lows with it, and. Um, I, I literally three times this these last three weeks. I have thrown in the towel. The, every the moment I do, I something happens, and I get just. I just get pulled back in. Like for instance, the other day, somebody reached out to me for. You know, they're opening a bouldering gym out in Grand Junction. Oh, sick. and um and they wanted to clothe their their uh, climbing team with with Krieg that's that awesome has, yeah I mean just just out of nowhere this guy Mike and um and he knows so Eli yeah yeah he's like I see he's like I see your stuff out there I was like who hey, Eli and yeah he's like yeah um and so uh yeah so that was kind of like it's it, and it's those little those things and then like uh just the time before that it was Pamela and, uh, you know, and, and, hey, I it hits me up with an email. I, I'll wear mm-hmm. some stuff. Give me some pics. Um, you know, and, and so every time I seem to want to just say, I've, I've made it, I, I've did, I did the best I could Yeah, yeah. and I'm ready to just like let it go. And, and I kind of start accepting it that literally like a half hour later, something happens and it's just like, <clears throat> and, and it's like, is it, is it a sign? Is, it, why can't, why am I not allowed to get away? Like yeah. somebody telling me, like, just hang in there a little longer. You know, oh, God. <laughs> Dude, it's so hard yeah. to say. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's 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 a, it's a constant battle with it, me.
0: Is it possible for you know to kind of enter some sort of hibernating state? You know, with all this stuff, where you sort of just put it on hold, keep trying to grow just the the visibility of the brand, but you know, just kind of wait yeah. for a better opportunity. Because I feel like that's part of the the stress of all this. Is it's just a bad time to launch. A new company especially in a market that seems really competitive and
2: well yeah i mean yeah the competitiveness that in itself is a, yeah. just, is a challenge i mean just coming into an, an apparel brand as a, as a newbie against the goliath yeah there's it's gigantic i mean that's that's you gotta have nuts down to the you know whatever and i trust me i don't but I, 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 th- I, th- I thought i'd give it a try yeah um but yeah but i mean The the problem with that, and and I've I've debated that. I was, you know, can I can I just put things on hold? The problem is, I've launched in November. I was already delayed a year. Yes, and I already have fabric for the next run. Now, even though I don't necessarily follow trends, you have to follow certain trends to a degree. So there are color schemes and things that you have to follow. So I have I have fabric right now Mm. that should be popping for this fall. But every company is now delayed so it's it's you know yeah. so that's a, not a big deal the the, the problem is you can't <clears throat> you can't delay your production runs for forever yes um i'm already sorry i launched last november i was hoping to have stuff ready for next spring so yeah. so you know it would have been a year delayed year and a half even because we so that's you can't go much further than that or you're dead in the water yeah Yes. So,
1: so does an investor, is that something you're thinking about? Like yeah. taking this to somebody who can toss some more money at it and yeah, just yeah, basically buy time?
2: Exactly. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I'm a, I'm a million dollars invested. I probably need, I mean, I still have a, a tremendous amount of my, my inventory left. Yeah. Well over half. So right then, I mean, if I, if I were to sell everything at, 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 uh, you know, at, at, what retail would be you'd be I mean, good well i don't know if i'd be good but i'd, I'd be very close i mean but, but but the reality is i'm like i'm at the point where i'm selling it at cost to me mm-hmm. um which is what the discount is on my website yeah your current discount is 40 percent off which free shipping, is, which is cost to me but i still lose money because i'm paying for the shipping and that's fine but i have to get rid of this you yeah. know I, I need to gain some sort of capital to stay to keep afloat um and in, in, in the first year of any apparel, yes. ind- you're always going to lose money, no matter what.
3: Yeah, okay. Um,
2: but I'm not going to be re- be able to regain enough back to, to, keep. To, to, to keep the operating costs going for Krieg. You know, I could probably get enough money back to, to pay for the production run, but then I have to pay in the designer to help. You know, and the good news is we already have three other designs that are already ready, pretty much ready to go. We just have to go get them proto we mm-hmm. have to you know we have to get through that that phase of it but yeah. the designs are done in ray rock um for the next fall not not this one <laughs> next fall um but yeah it's it's um it's yeah so an independent investor is ideally like the perfect scenario cuz i can't qualify for an SBA loan at the bank because i need to be generating yeah. revenue and, and a bank's not going to look at you unless you're you're pulling in $30,000 $30, a month. Sure. Right. And if I'm making $30,000 a month, I don't need a freaking loan. Yeah. And that, that, That's the whole thing. I, just, hate. I, I don't understand. Yeah, we'll loan money to you if you have money.
1: Yeah, it's a snake eating its tail. Yeah, right. It's just like, or it's like uh, any business who's like, oh, you know, we'll hire you with experience, but nobody will give you experience to get hired. Yeah. It's one right, of those. Exactly. It's one of those deals. Right, exactly. You're just like caught caught in this Mobius loop of not being able to get in.
2: Yeah, um, that's how I am as a boss. I mean, unless you have 40 years experience, I'm gonna get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, right. So I hired Feedy with yeah. his 40 years of experience. I'm
0: I'm wizened.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I had I had Feedy do Feedy did most of my photography, and, yeah. and uh, Craig Hoffman was another guy that did, did yeah. a little bit of side work, and. Um, um, and then now there's a whole crew and I, I told them that I would mention them and here we go. There's a whole crew out in, in West Virginia, out, out, out in the, the new river. Oh, nice. Gorge area. And they're, de- they're developing some of the Seneca rocks area. Um, and, and, West Virginia just got approved for a ton of money for their, you know, their, their their park system. Cool. Um, and, and one of my ambassadors, Mitch, who happened to go to the same high school that I did out in Philly, we, but I, he's, he's a lot older than me he's like 24 uh, yeah yeah he's um, and, 24 he's yeah, an old guy no so he's he's just finishing up an an internship with something called the watershed um i can't remember and, and part of it but it's a whole development um they're developing routes they're um doing whatever i donated um 500 bucks to those guys for some bolts and, and you know so they could help help them get that all but it but then it all got cleared and so west virginia is going to be a, the, i think i'm telling you west virginia is going to be the new i believe it it's going to be the new uh, moonshine and um and uh and uh like uh, climbing mecca
1: fucking the new is incredible dude i've only yeah. been
2: there a couple times yeah but
1: very impressed dude love I, that place i think
2: like i mean everybody goes talks about the red the red's sick too well i i mean i full disclosure i'll take the red over the new but yeah but there's something there's still so much to be had at the new oh it's, huge. it's like a country of climbing yeah at the new and right. it's like in a subtropical like the fucking leaves are like triassic it it's is close. a wild yeah. wild place it is and it is very Jurassic it's Park. It's so weird for America to have, like, such a jungly right. place like the new. I love that But place. we, But West Virginia sucks, so don't ever, <laughs> ever go to West Virginia. I've it is the worst. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I'm from Pittsburgh, man. I, I love oh, where man. I, I was just trying to discourage people. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, the new does suck, no, though. No, no. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's going to become the new. It was Asheville for a minute. Now it's Chattanooga. The, the Chattanoogas, yeah. Chatty's the hot spot. But I think West Virginia is like Beckley. I think that I think those areas are going to blo- blo- you know, blossom. So those guys are all down there. There's a whole core of them. A bunch of them are ambassadors for uh, for Boulder Denim um, and who have been kind enough actually to share share some of those guys with me. Nice. Um, so I wanted to give a shout out to those guys. I still haven't met them. Um, but uh, I think that's really cool so like yeah Mitch and Kevin and and Logan a bunch of really cool guys down there so, they, Man, so and, and they just crashed my drone remember the drone i sent oh they crashed it yeah yeah first day oh, crashed I, your what? drone first day <laughs> Well, <laughs> but but they're but they the one guy that was using his experience. It was just a fluke, mm. it, you know. It's a little tight corridors. But anyway, I got a newborn ordered. Cool. It's, it's, I mean, but it's a replacement. It's no big deal. Yeah. I signed up for that. VD <laughs> didn't even wreck it. I mean,
0: dude, I love that thing. I cherished it. You did.
2: I flew it around. <laughs> did you have a hard time giving it away?
0: Uh no, I, I was I was like, I'm cherishing my time with this, but it's not mine.
2: <laughs> this drone so, is not mine. Yeah. Well, hey, if I get to continue on, you'll get it back for sure. Cool. Actually, I think you need to have a couple drones in rotation. So, right now, you're pushing forward. Yeah. Still trying. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I had like I had the podcast today, and like I said, Rock and Ice is going to do some banners and. Climbing's going to do some stuff. Climbing's doing a, a Facebook post, and then I have a gear review coming up on Tuesday um, from Levy. And, um, you know, hopefully that helps, you know, I mean, I know that Kevin's gear, his pant review ended up getting me, there were people coming from that.
0: Yeah, Um, for sure. Yeah. I remember that.
2: Um, so yeah, i will have one of those. And then after that, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm shit, I'm shit out of luck. I, I have nothing left to, I have nothing left, um, to, to even throw out there.
1: Well, fuck, man. I hope this can help a little bit just to get the word out there. 40% discount on like uber techie clothing yes. is, uh, and they just look good, um, is a good deal. But you said earlier, like, I'm be homeless if this doesn't go well. Why the fuck would you have to be homeless? Why don't you just do something else?
2: Whoa. Well, like, that
1: seems like that... A, a stark, like, either this succeeds or I become homeless.
2: I'm just being a realist. I just know just from my past, my history, I just know where it's more than likely going to end. So you're talking about addiction issues? No, not necessarily. Um, although that's always part of the equation. I mean, that could, that could always come into, uh, you know, whatever, you know, and I'm not thinking about that. I mean, that's not, you know, but it's just, you know, it has been a cycle and, um, you know, I'm, you know i am you know i i think i i tend to be a little bit over i overexaggerate a little bit i'm not necessarily going to be homeless but the, but it is possible i mean I'm, i don't really have any money left yeah um and i'm not generating a whole lot of money but you're educated and you're a fucking self-starter and you right. know right but i mean there's not a whole lot of opportunity right now and, and that's the problem. I mean, the good, thing, good news is I know how to build websites now. Yeah. I could I build a website. I can I could do graphic design. That's for sure. Fucking um, go on the road and do that stuff, man. Um, you know, there's – there's. I mean, there are plenty of opportunities. It's just I, – I think, like, I, I like to catastrophize a little bit. And, um, right. you know, like, if I'm going to lose my business and fuck the world, fuck it, you know? Well, in
0: a lot of ways, yeah, I totally – I get that. I mean, you're – this long journey, mm-hmm. for four years or so, probably more, and, like – it's a lot to lose and it's it's uh definitely something worth fighting for (laughs) there's also
1: a perverse satisfaction in like catastrophizing things you know what i mean when shit starts getting dire there's like this fucking insidious happiness you get out of just being like oh this is this is the worst ever. I'm gonna be fucking homeless. I'm, it's just Absolutely. all going down. I'm gonna start living in my car. This is terrible. <laughs> There's like this really weird uh, comfort you get in that, but I think it's because you probably know deep down that it's a bit of hyperbole.
2: Well, yeah, and also, you know, yeah, exactly. That's a, I, that's the best way you can put it. I mean, like, is, is am I gonna end up homeless? Probably not. But but listen, my life story has been like that's like i when i get to the book or the whatever you know people will be able to hear how insane my life has been i mean well, let's my, do
1: a preview of the book what so we've taught we've just said the word addiction like five times right let's talk about it a little bit a little bit what what when did your dalliance with alcohol and drugs begin
2: well i mean it's a, we don't drunk a log isn't going to do anything but like i mean you know it's every same as every kid man 13 years old and then 16 yeah. a little bit more weekend warrior through high school and and then all of a sudden i hit college and i was like holy shit, i'm going on tour with fish in the dead and i'm going to eat a lot <laughs> of acid and whatever yes you know and that's just kind of what i did that's it, fucking normal
1: it's you know outside of the quote unquote yeah. normal
2: but it's normal yeah 16 fish shows in a semester is maybe a little bit on the um, abnormal you know, side right, yeah yeah <laughs> you know skipping finals <laughs> and uh you know you know that kind of getting a 1-5 uh it really it's not really good. Um, but my priorities were in a different spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. but yeah, so yeah, I mean, that's where it kind of took off. And then, um, you know, I, and then I was just a rager just like everybody else was in college. And, but you know, cause there was always a party to find. Yes, absolutely. You know? So, I mean, if somebody was drinking, I was drinking, you know, so but
1: it, other than that 1.5, you were getting good
2: grades, right? No, I think I, I think I graduated with like a two five. Yeah,
1: fucking two five is a B minus, man. It's mm. not that bad. C plus. Nah, it's a
2: solid C. Solid so- C. Solid C. Is a two <laughs> five. Yeah. yeah. Know, but yeah. when you had when you had a one five one eight one nine first three semesters, that's a nice bounce back. <laughs> you, you you had to do a little bit of work. Yeah, to, you yeah, know, to for bring sure. it back up again. So you know, I almost failed out, and and, and you know, I, I have no regrets. I I mean, I also chose the most difficult in a major. What was in, your major? Uh, botany and microbiology. Oh man. So it was plant genetics. Um, And I did absolutely nothing with it.
1: And here you are with your new plant genetics (laughs) company. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was an environmental engineer in Denver for two years. So I guess it kind of falls into kind of. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's how that worked out. So after college, that addiction cycle. After college, you know, I moved to Jackson Hole with a bunch of people. Party continued. But 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 then more drugs started coming in, you know. Were you
1: thinking like when you're in college, you're just like, I'm just fucking partying? Yeah, like, just, this is no problem. You get out of college, you're like, oh parties continue, and this is no problem. Yeah. Was there ever a point in those early years where you're
2: like, maybe I'm overdoing it? I've had I had a couple people say, like, you know, make comments, like, I don't know how the hell you can get up in the morning and crack a beer, like, or make a drink like that. How can you get up in the morning? I was like, because I don't want to be fucking hungover. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's I'm taking the edge off here, fellas. And, and, and I would turn it into a joke. Yeah, and, and so and so I was just caught, I, like I drank mm-hmm. twenty four hours a day. I never stopped. Wow, ever. Fuck, man. I did okay. And when Jackson Hole is when I first started getting fired from jobs because I was drinking on the job, just like everybody else, but I would take the fall for it. Yeah, because I didn't really want to work. <laughs> so, so self sabotage there. Yeah, yeah, and that's what my life cycle was. And so yeah, yeah. and then when I moved down from bold from Jackson. To Boulder, following a girl that lasted two weeks. That's when I realized I I had a problem because I was drinking you know twenty five twenty nine thirty beers a day by myself every day. Um, and that's then, a lot. Yeah, and then hard alcohol came in, and and then like when I when I after all that when let's just get to the depth of it like yep. when I, when I moved from Denver when I I was the environmental engineer, moved to Boulder with my brother. My brother was a train wreck, worse than me, falling down the stairs, cracking ribs, mm. spilling nacho cheese all over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but we ended up having an intervention on him. He got sober. He's been sober ever since. That's great. Yeah. So he's like 18 years sober or something like that. Wow. Um, and um, But I, I just didn't see the light until about a year afterwards. <clears throat> and at that time, I was drinking a, a, a handle, a 175 and a 12-pack of beer a day every day that is insane and also gambling copious amounts of money online um and that was one of my other really serious addictions. I probably lost three million dollars of, of money oh
3: my god
2: I pawned yeah. houses I pawned cars I lost everything that I owned personal items um suicide attempts because of, of gambling yeah um you know the whole nine yards and then up to bozeman and then that's where you know meth addiction everything i i lost every per i sold every personal item that i owned i remember i remember the last day i had in my apartment the beautiful apartment concrete floors radiant heat just gorgeous brand new building i was up there to finish my master's in architecture and clearly it went a different direction <laughs> um and then i remember just sitting the only thing i had left was my crash pad and i was just sitting on my crash pad against the wall just looking around and being like what the fuck happened
1: i mean it seems like you were faking it pretty good until the meth hit in bozeman and then there was it was just over the any facade that you'd built to be like i can fucking handle this i can make it through it yeah
2: yeah i mean i don't think i ever really hit it from anybody i, I kind of like to be known as, as a loose cannon like i that's just i was always addicted to chaos I, mm. I I could there's nothing I could ever do that that was middle ground. I I am either I'm either polar high or polar low. I'm I mean I was either drunk in a gutter somewhere or I was on the billboard of Men's Health. I, w- I was on the cover of Men's Health. Which you were. No, I mean no, I'm not. Oh no, fuck. No. I was like <laughs> were you really on the cover of Men's Hell Health? No. They wouldn't they wouldn't even take a, they wouldn't even take a glance at me, but I'm just yeah, I'm, it, it was it was just a, it was just a you know I got a you. Know, yeah. But that's that's the way it was. I n- nothing I've ever done is is kind of like in the middle. I can't. It's everything is on the extreme side, and and um, that's why climbing it was always such a
0: yeah. Where did yeah where did climbing fit into all this yes. stuff? Because how yes. are you how are you able to function climbing
2: when yes? If you well, were, I didn't I, I yeah. did a lot of very stupid solos, mm-hmm. um, hammered um, and uh, messed messed up on junk meth, um, that I don't like to even look back upon. Yeah. But you were still climbing through it. Yeah. Fuck, that's rare, man. No, but I mean, I wouldn't. I was never really in shape. Those would be like my little like, like if I was in such a bad spot, it was like kind of like a suicide attempt. But yeah, go and just go solo some stuff that I would just go. I would just go pick lines, and and just look at it and be like, all right, well I'm just gonna fucking do it. Wow. And I wouldn't even know what they were. And And just on site solo it. Yeah. And I did some stuff up in Montana. I got I got in so over my head on one. It was a multi pitch. It was probably about four pitches. i, I four pitches up. I, I I definitely hit a 512 section, and and it was a boulder problem. And I I remember coming back up and down, up and down. And I was like, oh my god. And I'm you can't freak out at that mm-hmm. point. And I just went for it. And I got up there. I got sat up. At the, I finally pulled it off. I got up at the top. I sat there and I cried for like two hours. I was just like.
0: We are in the middle of a windstorm.
2: No, thank God, because then... Holy shit! This is brutal.
0: It sound I thought a dump truck was going by, but it is just...
1: Oh
2: Look at this!
1: It's chaos! <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, this is like a microburst. Yeah
2: follows me everywhere <laughs> <laughs> exactly Um oh, sorry anyway, enough man. of that so yeah that's no, that's yeah. just kind of like that's 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 kind of like the way it is and there's a lot of like well, really interesting and crazy stories that go along with it but
0: I mean before we re- started recording you were saying some re- really interesting stuff about how the, the way that addiction is handled in the US um, yeah. and how that it's that stigma. system the stigma kind of it, it it's conducive to making people relapse instead of getting people yeah um, you know, able to hand, hand like able to be treated and sober, and right. I'm just kind of curious if you could elaborate more on what you're saying. There. I think
2: that's I think that's a really good kind of endpoint. I mean, I, I think it. I think we have a problem in our country when it with with how we view a lot of things for one, but especially with addiction. I I think it's I think it's one. It's demonized, and uh and I and two, it's it, if it's like. It's not necessarily demonized. It's you're a weak willed human being, yeah. and um, and so when you ca- when you get labeled that and you have to yeah. carry that with you, it kind of just feeds the addictive mind in the first place. Yes. And so our our our, our rehab systems, which I've been to six mm-hmm. um, inpatient treatments, I've done AA, I've had sponsors, I've done the whole nine yards, a million many years. It's all built around the relapse um and and there will be people that will argue that but it really truly is rehabs are built break you down build you up yeah and then but they tell you don't drink ever again if you do you know you're bad you know they, they they try not to say it but that's what really the message that you're getting and um if you look at the percentages of how many people get recovery out of the gate in, like my brother, which yeah. is like my new, I mean, it's literally two or
1: 3%. Yeah. Like no relapses ever. No relapses ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking
2: rare. But when you, but when you build your, your program around a relapse and you're, you're making it, you can't do this. When you do, you are automatically, you know, you're what you're doing, going to the liquor store. Yeah. I knew every time when I was going to the liquor store and I, but I would get the fuck it and I'm just like whatever I don't give a shit Yes, but when you wake up that next day that guilt, that shame that you feel like a piece of shit I've let everybody down everybody's going to hate me and those are the thoughts that go on in your head and, and that just feeds that just feeds addiction and I think that we need to restructure what it is other countries don't have this problem They like people will be like, hey, are you doing all right? And and I I have a friend in Switzerland, and he said, oh yeah, I just don't want to get addicted again. And that that's how they view it, addicted again. Here, if you're an addict, you're an addict for life. Mm. There, they they have preemptive strikes so you Mm -hmm. don't fall into some sort of pattern. Yeah, pattern of of behavior. Here, if you're an addict, you're you're you have that label for life. And how about when you walk into a meeting? Hi, I'm Mac. I'm an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. I'm an addict. there's your your your
1: signifier right
2: so so you have to carry around that with you for the rest of your life a lot of people will have a problem with with that kind of viewpoint but i think if we didn't if we didn't make it so if we restructured the system and didn't make it have those labels affiliated with it i think we wouldn't have such an epidemic that we do
1: yeah also like the weak-willed thing raises my ire as well you know i grew up in a A household with an addict too my dad was an alcoholic right um just classic but uh fucking one thing you'd never call him is weak willed it isn't about like your willpower or Mm. your intelligence or wanting to do good for the people around you it's like fucking got an addiction man right and it overrides the circuitry
2: yep so it and then the cycle is the, the cycle is like for very bad addicts like me especially with alcohol alcohol is the alcohol is the most dangerous to come off of it's the only one you can die from yeah it's crazy you know so you get the physical addiction and so we you get DTs and you get seizures um you get all this stuff so you know like I was saying in Montana like I I was begging for money to get booze you know so when you see people say they need a beer you might want to believe them um, you like there are a lot of people that just do that because. No, I get whatever. you though. But I would literally was trying to get money to get enough alcohol in my system so I didn't seize. Wow. For the day, and then I would start the same cycle all over the next day, and that's that's the life I lived. In that life, were <sighs> you thinking? It was the loneliest place I've ever been, man. Did you think that was just it though? Do you think did you? I didn't care anymore about anything. Didn't care. No, I had knives pulled onto me, and one guy—I even told him here—slit my slit my throat. I don't care anymore, and it scared the shit out of him. <laughs> Jeez, you fucking picked the wrong guy to mug. Yeah, I was like, like, do it, yeah, dude. I was like, keep right, care, care, bring it. You know, and you know, so I mean, it's just, it's silly, but I mean, that's where I was at that point.
1: How did you crawl out of it?
2: I don't know. I've, I've always, I've always, I, that's the thing. Like I've always fought. I've always fought my way back out. And there, there's some sick, weird reason that I've done that to self-sabotage my life over and over again. I think I get some sort of, some sort of really big gain from pulling myself up by the bootstraps from being so far down in the depths of hell yeah. that there's that, there's that reward. You know, it's in in that feeling of coming back out again, but yet, why do I put myself in the in that place? In the you know, there's a the psychological aspect of it. Yeah, why? It's but I would do it. I self sabotaged everything because I lived in a fear of failure and fear of success. I had both of them working against me because if I became if I did anything successful, then I would have to live up to that expectation. Yeah, straight and narrow from there, man. Right, and if but if I was a failure, then that you know then that was easy because that's just who he is but i knew i was better than that so it it was always like it was this weird weird back and forth have you
0: i mean you're in an interesting position too where your brother was uh had an addiction and he he uh recovered and has been sober since but have you guys ever talked about like what 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 it was for him that like he kept so was able to stay like sober
2: no we've I've, i've tried yeah, um, he 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 you can't articulate it. He doesn't talk about it. Doesn't
1: really? talk about it. Nope. Wow, he
2: is definitely
1: on the straight and narrow. Dive. Yeah, no,
2: he doesn't like to. We I've tried to bring it up, and it's just not. It's not a comfortable topic. Yeah, um, I,
1: I mean that makes sense. Too. Um,
2: I don't know if he still has um, some sort of maybe built resentment for the intervention. I don't know, um, but he, he's very much like my father, and they, they don't really. They're not. They don't open up so mm-hmm. much. I'm. I'm the opposite. I'm like verbal diarrhea you know i just i I say it all yeah my my dad and my brother they're very kind of like wall up they don't they don't say a lot so when COVID hits yeah
1: and you have this company that's like struggling right not because of the product you make because of the circumstances you're trying to launch this product in. do you as a former addict are you like walk do you feel like you're on thin ice like you were at the beginning like fuck man I don't want to go back I don't want to make a mistake is that a struggle for you no I don't because I think it is for a lot of people in America right
2: now yeah yeah yeah. it is no I don't I don't I don't think it is because I, I think I'm I'm so hyper focused on on the business that I don't I don't have too much time to deviate and, and to think otherwise plus i've worked so freaking hard for this and that's the other thing i think the part of the reason and my dad used to say is, is it the chicken or the egg and I, I hated that <laughs> <laughs> but you say the chicken or the egg and he was right um i never had anything in my life that, that was worth working for or, or, or worth mm-hmm. you know th- th- fighting for i mean i was just uh, this derelict I, I went to school for 10 years so I could just be a bum and climb. I, you know, I, I was doing everything to escape reality. And then addiction just kind of fed into that. And I, I just never wanted to grow up, I guess, in, in many ways. And, and then once I started Krieg, I finally had something to work towards and something that was fulfilling. And, and you could probably call it a new addiction, but it is a healthier one.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah that's an understatement yeah, yeah. well you sent that you sent me an email kind of outlining your path through addiction and one thing i noticed was like every time you hit like a low in your addiction cycle you'd be like i'm fucking going back to school yeah that happened again yeah and again and you picked up on and that. again and again yeah and i'm super that leads me to believe i don't fucking know so i'm i'm gonna have some diarrhea out of the mouth i'm not trying to be a psychologist that that sees me to believe that um you fucking knew exactly what you were doing and you thought my hyper fast brain that i can't slow down it, if it isn't when you're sitting at an online poker table you are fully engaged yep I, i've been there that's why you I are gambling problem f- exactly so I wonder if you were thinking, like, if I can get fully engaged in a rigorous course of study, this will save me. Yeah. And it strikes me that you did that again and again and again. And you were just, like, piling up 4.0s. I and, did.
2: And. uh. <laughs> I have more education than you can. Than, than it's fucking
1: crazy. <laughs> and you pull yourself out from, like, the street. Right. And get accepted to this badass college program. All, I fr- I all, forgot. all eight of them. <laughs> That's
2: unbelievable. <laughs> well, I mean, I went to so many schools. It's, I can't, it's ridiculous. Good schools, yeah, though. yeah. SCAD. SCAD was a good school too. Savannah College of Art and Design.
1: Yes, I saw that one. I was yeah. like, holy shit, you went to SCAD? SCAD? Not so, not my the,
2: favorite place in the world. I love Savannah, but it's just not my cup of tea.
1: But the psychology of that is yeah. fascinating to me because yeah. it strikes me as like, you fucking know exactly what you're doing and you're just like trying to find a way out and hoping that your brain right. will solve this fucked up part of your brain.
2: And I think you are pretty much spot on, but I think a part of it just has to do with the the fact that my brain is always going. Yes. And so I could, could never sit still in my thoughts. Um, it's a very dangerous place for me to be. If I sit dormant in my head for too long, then I'm in big trouble.
1: You got to fill up that coffer. Yeah. And fucking alcohol does that, man, for hours yeah. at
2: a time. And I, yeah, numbing out was the, the only option. Exactly. Numb out. I mean, and, and it, it, but then ultimately it just makes you more <laughs> manic, you know, the more you get addicted to the actual yeah. cycle. So, yeah, it's like, I just, I, you know, and I, like I said, like Krieg just became like my refuge and, and became like my everything. Like I didn't need people anymore in my life i mean even though a lot of people i'm grateful that a lot of people have come into my life like you guys and 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 a lot of people that i've worked with and 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 along the way but it gave me an opportunity to do my own thing in my own place and and try it's problem solving it's like trying to figure like what can i do what what, yeah and that's where that's where my brain just lives that's that problem solving is my is my forte I'm not a very. I was never. I was a V12 is about all I can do. So I wasn't a great boulderer.
1: V12. That's pretty, pretty good. Fucking strong, that's good. dude. You're <laughs> talking like V12 in the mid 2000s.
2: That was, yeah, early 2002 ish. Huh. Yeah. I mean, that's covering men's health right there, buddy. You better believe it. <laughs> that was that was the whole two years that i had sober wow, wow. Yeah. Could, no like, could you imagine like if i had if i had stayed sober for five years i mean i i that's the one thing i do regret is like i wonder like how how established i could have been as a climber yeah um but i never gave myself the opportunity um not that i really really cared like i actually never projected anything until i recently moved back down here i didn't even know i i would i would see what project what the hell that sounds so like you're gonna waste a year of your time on that fucking thing i'm like <laughs> says I was, I was like, the v12 boulder no but, the but people that i hate right <laughs> no but but i like my lead limit was my on-site limit yeah. right right yeah so like um you know vasodilator was one of my all-time favorite like on sites um up above uh, in blabrock it was a 13a i still love that climb it scares the shit out of me it's so super exposed yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I was it was weird, and that was like when they were developing all up in uh, Tensleep. It was all like, all Aaron yeah. He was up there and all that stuff, and and they were like, "Hey, will you run this?" And it was kind of a fun time. Halcyon days, man. Yeah, yeah. But um, I you know I miss I miss those those times. But I yeah, I got back to relatively strong again. But now I'm just old and just get, uh, feeble. But
1: no bullshit. You got a little bit. You, you got some stuff going on. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Like the coronavirus, you don't feel like it would trigger. No, anything in you, you're just too fucking wrapped up in Krieg right now.
2: That's it, dude. Zoned in. Well, and and then there's like I said, in a couple weeks, I have I have a a very serious decision to make, and um, you know, I ultimately I hope some weird crazy stroke of luck happens. Um, it's it's bizarre how it weird things happen. I know. Um, Yes. You know, so I I don't know. I haven't given up all hope yet, but I I'm, I'm starting to accept the fact that, you know, Krieg may be done done for. Um and you know not
1: yet not yet not yet yet. dude it is fucking 2020 like literally (laughs) anything Jesus Christ could land in (laughs) my front yard like from a space vehicle vehicle and be like I have a million dollars to invest in you and I'd be like this is very 2020 (laughs) (laughs) yeah very very honest this is very 2020 fucking you don't know what's gonna happen well I hope we're gonna push out the message as hard as we can man I, I feel like if you can get the messaging out there, like your story is so um, bizarre, it's bizarre, and I I don't know I don't want to call it inspirational because that seems like uh, trite, but it's like it's amazing. It really is is what I don't know if it's inspiring, but it's fucking a wild story.
2: Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. And
1: yeah. you're making good, and you're making uh, you're not just making T-shirts, you know, like you're making super technical clothing. And it's like keeping your, keeping you afloat.
2: Yep. It's keeping it's paying other people. Yep. Or well, it was. It was paying other people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Wait, I, I, I was. I even. I was even paying Feedy. Yeah. I know. Oh, even I don't pay Feedy. I mean,
0: oh shit! Yes, I do. Actually, I work for Dave too now as a handyman assistant.
1: That's right. Assistant. It's over though. You got it done. It's over for a while. The dream's dead. <laughs> the dream's dead. All right, Mac. Um, uh, let's close it down on that. Got it. But is there anything that's coming like down the pipe that people should know about? Any the sale's still going on. Forty percent off. Forty percent off.
2: Uh, free f- shipping. Free shipping and for, free free shipping for any orders over fifty bucks. But you might as well just pay it. Do the hundred and not not totally. Um, and uh, yeah, that's 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 essentially it. I don't really have any anything. Really on the horizon. I'm just kind of keeping my fingers crossed at this point, and uh, and doing what I can.
1: Well, we are definitely rooting for. Fuck yeah, man! We're rooting for you, and you'll have. What is our listener base like? You'll have like two hundred and fifty thousand yes. listeners who are going to be rooting for you because that's about <laughs> so, our listener. base. I mean, base. that's
2: that's the reason I did this in the first uh, place. I yeah. expected that kind of exposure. Yeah. Yep. We're being humble. It's it's <laughs> yeah, much closer, to like three million. Whoa, well, yeah. whoa, well,
1: well, yeah, six million.
2: Six, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I knew it. I knew you guys were pulling uh, my leg. It
1: was about twenty-five percent of America listens <laughs> to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard of this American
2: Life? <laughs> Let me just end on this note. Okay, so so just just say put this into perspective. Yeah. So, when I ran my this is what I'm running numbers in my head. So, I'm thinking, like the United States is what the population is 300 million. Yeah. is is, is our population. So, I'm thinking all I need is 1,000 people to spend a 100 bucks out of oh. out of 300 million people. And I'm I'm okay. I could probably make it. So, when I think of it in that context, it's just like I can do this. How like it seems how, so easy. It seems so easy, but it's not. It's not. Yeah. No. So, I think
0: uh, what sucks is I think what would really help is doing some in-person demo,
2: demo booths and stuff, which is just fuck you
1: can't do. You can't really
2: do right. All the festivals are shut down. Land, I know. Lander's just, done. I mean, we had all of them planned. We I mean, bail Games, Lander, everything. We, we were going That's where we we're gonna get exposed. This summer was our. We were gonna blast everything out, but we. Oh but my we god! Have, but we never got the chance. So that's just kind of the bummer.
1: Yeah, there's just nothing to say about I'm it. Gonna read, I'm just... going to wear
2: a creek every day from now on. All right. Only. I love you, Feedy. <laughs> Me too. Well, I got to get you some more stuff, Dave. I'm sure. wear the
1: same pair of pants every <laughs> yeah. goddamn Damn day.
2: day. I, oh,
1: Until they're poop-stained and covered. And <laughs> yeah. Because I don't wipe. Well. Feedy knows that.
2: Yeah, well. Okay. But that's disgusting. my own cross
1: to bear, yeah, Maggie. That's a that's uh, uh, problem. That's another, that's another one. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that anymore. <laughs> All right, dude. Well. All right. Best of luck. Thank you for so having much, me. and thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming God. on, man. Thanks,
2: guys. Down in the city where the wind change, blown around the buildings all tall and strange. The the- and, and we're
1: back. We're back. Hi. See- What'd you guys think of that? I hope you liked it. Because I liked it. Pretty fascinating. I, I can't imagine going through investing a million dollars in a company going through that learning curve that mac went through like that steep steep learning curve and then being like so excited you're like oh my god this is it this is my life's work coming to fruition right now and the country goes on lockdown
0: dude i mean it's just nothing's fucking easy
1: (laughs) it's just terrible i mean i hate to say this because i don't think many things do revolve around luck but this is just terrible terrible luck it's terrible timing it really and is. it's nobody's fucking fault. So many businesses, just like no. Mac, are struggling and trying no. to find their way.
0: Dude, I mean, it's true. I mean, even I've so I've been back at the climbing gyms and it's been really interesting to see them trying to stay afloat. I think they're you know they'll probably be okay. They're one of the bigger climbing corporations that owns like El Cap. Cap owns Movement, Planet Granite, Earth Treks. But at the same time, you know they their membership is drastically reduced right now they are like forced to essentially be in like survival mode and just hope that people regain confidence and being in more crowded public spaces which you know let's be real that's kind of the one thing that everyone can kind of agree is not a good idea I haven't, to be to the, I
1: haven't been i haven't been back to the gym since um i was there right when coronavirus started like mm-hmm. march yeah third was the last time i was at a gym I so. just I'm not comfortable with it, dude. I yeah. don't know. I, I mean, I God, it. God bless that they seem to be doing it
0: pretty well. Otherwise, by the way, I feel like outdoor climbing has returned to normal. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't seem like it's changed too much. At least in Colorado, if it, I would love to hear if you guys have any perspectives on what returning to climbing has looked like wherever you're from. You know, back to, to normal email. here for sure. Um, Shoot us an email that we currently have a terrible record of responding to and i'm so sorry and i love all you guys who email us
1: oh it's gonna change though yeah it's I, gonna I have very little work over the next two months yeah. i'm very excited we're gonna we're gonna get back on track yeah here. we
0: should respond to everyone by the end of next week
1: okay i will yeah i got yeah. a couple i'm down to do it, i got yeah. a couple of responses i need to yeah. take care of a, a lot of a lot
0: of people have sent us really great emails and they have been super offering so much help and we are stupid dumb lazy people we have
1: four articles waiting to go on the thundercling website i
0: think i think we're gonna try and you know we're gonna do better we're gonna do better and on all facets thundercling 2020 we're gonna we're gonna see this is the year
1: it's half
0: yeah that's the nice thing about dave about the, the thundercling podcast is there's no million dollar investment there's no pressure to sell a product it's just us two boys no money at all. No money at all.
1: If I, you yeah. feel like you want to invest in Thundercling, by the way, I am on Venmo, <laughs> and I, uh, well, we've talked about setting up that stupid uh, Patreon, Patreon, and we never did it. So classic us. Um, well, you can hardly set up a Patreon when you take a month off. If we were yeah. every two weeks, I would set a Patreon to have people help out with travel, and then we could travel and interview people. You know, but the truth is, it's a weird time. Yes. And we would never ask for any support during this time. Because, you know, we're surviving right we now. We are, yeah.
0: We are surviving. Hope you guys are surviving too. Yeah, and we hope uh, you are.
1: Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for sticking with us too. We'll try think, to be better.
0: Yeah, and I think Dave and I are, you know, we understand that, at, you know, like when we talked about this on the Jamie Emerson podcast, that, like, at the end of the day, you know, we aren't, like, we are a climbing podcast and people need their reprieve. Yeah. Stuff, so,
1: yeah, it's weird to talk about climbing right now. It's just no doubt about yeah. it. And we've certainly been told not to, and been told to, and been told to talk about X, Y, and Z, and we've listened to it all. And yeah. I hope we're doing it the right way. Yeah. But we're probably <laughs> in the near future. We're probably not going to have any straight crushers on, who just want to talk about their latest sick proj I'm I'm just I'm not super interested yeah. in, in that right now. I'm interested in how people are dealing with the challenges of our time while being climbers. Yes. And what that looks like. Yes. So that's what we're gonna focus on. Whether that be the racial injustice in our country or how COVID affects the climbing industry or how climbers are navigating their way through like these, you know, kind of lonely times for everybody. It's Lonely, you know what I mean? It's there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of mental health issues out there right now. I certainly feel like my mental health is not 100%. Yeah, so that's what we're going to focus on. You know, really feel good stuff. Really, (laughs) honestly, as you were talking, I was
0: feeling so uplifted. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was there was it was unbelievable. This radiance of heat coming from right underneath my my throat and welling up a tightness in my chest, uh, dude. You might Um, be having a heart attack right now, yeah, pain in my left arm. Like a lot of pain. Holy
1: shit. The yeah. left side of your face is not working.
0: Yeah, that I was going to mention that too. Um, also, a lot of sweat.
1: You know what's funny about that right there? And then we're going to let you guys go. But we are, of course, a radio format. And when I said Feedy's left side of his face wasn't working, for a split second, you started talking. Yeah. And then you were like, this is unnecessary, I think. You're doing it right now. I feel like I should take a picture, but I'm not going to. Uh. Okay, that's it. That's it for Thunderclan.
0: That's it. It's over.
1: Yeah, it's not over. We're <laughs> going to be back hopefully in two or three weeks. Um, if you guys have any um, guests that you'd like to hear from that are uh, uh, speaking out on uh, today's societal issues, we are hunting. I drew on. Well, that is a crusher. I would talk to right now because what he's, he's doing yeah, is he's, uh, he's beyond just like yeah, crushing.
0: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. And also, he's been very outspoken about his stance on all all the stuff that's going on right now. And I really like it. Really good stuff. Real okay, good.
1: maybe we'll try to get, yeah. if anybody knows Drew Ruana. Yeah, get us in touch. I don't know him.
0: I don't either. He seems terrifyingly strong, which I like.
1: I love interviewing I love. terrifyingly strong yeah. people. I just
0: want to, yeah.
1: They scare me. They scare the shit out of me, but it's fun. You just gotta. You always just got to be like, damn, strong. You know, the first thing I say when I meet a terrifying person, I'm like, oh man, you are so strong. You know, I haven't climbed in like three (laughs) weeks, but when I do climb a lot, I get strong too. 28 days. It has been 25. Well, last time I climbed, we were putting up first ascents though, in a secret place. Yeah. And that was pretty badass. Yeah. I like that. Anyway, Uh, I I can't share that right now.
0: I like it a lot.
1: Okay. If you guys want to get a hold of us, you know the drill the thundercling on at, instagram
0: and then thundercling podcast at gmail.com boom um yeah follow us we also have our personal instas that we use too dave's is pretty much the same as thundercling
1: mine is very political as well so if you don't want to get you it guys should follow
0: dave on if you guys like uh dave dave has a really funny political post on his facebook where he talks about eating doritos and politics so check him out
1: <sighs> That it, I'm hoping that that makes me i someday i can be a political pundit if you're if you are like you know if you yeah if you're aggressively disenfranchised right now follow me on <laughs> Facebook <laughs> i'll be speaking yeah. your
0: language awesome okay it was thank you it was thank you
1: let's just thank say you. let's say we I, I love you listeners I love you guys and that's it and that's all there's a lot of love coming out of here mm-hmm. even during these trying times we'll be
0: here for you if you need
1: any that's right Keep climbing, keep fighting the good fight as well, and we will talk to you guys in another six weeks. No, I'm just no, kidding.
0: Yeah, we'll be sooner, guys. Yeah, Sorry we'll, about be a, that. we'll
1: be a couple weeks out.
0: But I'm not gonna lie; it was also kind of nice to take a break.
1: It was. Yeah, because we have, we have, we've been doing
0: this nonstop for like two years now.
1: We're back, dog. Though yeah. there's no more breaks. Now. That's
0: weird too. Is it's almost been two years?
1: Yeah, I can't believe we have so many listeners.
0: December t- 2018 would be two. Uh, 2020 will be two years. When well, did we start?
1: No. We started in like November, didn't we? we yeah, we started planning it. Planning it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Dude, we're in inside baseball here. Inside baseball. All right, guys. Uh, take care out there. Be well. We're thinking of you. Yeah. Bye.